sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Leap Lap Radio, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, starts now. Good evening, my friends, and welcome to this week's Lead Lap Show, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We will tell you more about them a little bit later on in the program. My name is Tom Baker. I am your host, coming to you from the WSIC Studios in Statesville, North Carolina. This show is mostly about Southeast racing, though we do stray every now and again um, and talk about uh, other things that are going on in the sport. But uh, tonight going to be a lot of Southeast racing. We've got uh, Keith Graham coming in, the promoter, founder and promoter of the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. He'll be joining us shortly. He's stuck in some slower traffic here on his way, but he'll be in uh, shortly to talk to us about his season debut with his series Saturday night at the Hickory Motor Speedway, which um, the three of us, three of four of us in the studio, uh, minus Chris Murdoch, who is not in attendance because he has more important work to do with NASCAR productions. Um, but uh, Noah Lewis and Peter Strada uh, and myself had the pleasure to uh, call that race on Saturday. It was fun to be on uh, Hickory Motor Speedway's pay-per-view, and also that will be repackaged for on-demand through um, Speed Sport TV, courtesy of Pit Row TV, and we'll be doing that for the entire Carolina Pro Late Model Series. So it'll be uh, cool to all talk about that together once um, Keith gets into the studio. I want to start, though, talking about the other big race in this area on the pavement for the weekend, which was the opening round of the Smart Modified Tour season, uh, which took place at Caraway Speedway yesterday. Money Matt Hirschman showed up at a modified race. What do you think happened? He won. That's what Matt Hirschman does. Hirschman picking up the win um, in that uh, event. It was a it was a great race. Um, and again, these are <laughs> the smart tour in its first full season back. And when your top two are Matt Hirschman and Burt Myers, you know, you've had a good race. Uh, Bobby Labonte starting his first full season of modified racing as well uh, in the cookout sponsored number 25 and Bobby ended up in ninth. And I got to tell a story about another young driver too. Uh, Caleb Hetty is his name. And Caleb, just coming up out of the Legends cars, no modified experience whatsoever. Caleb went up on Friday. Neil Cantor, one of the top local crew chiefs who now kind of does a variety of, uh, you know, work with different teams and different series. Neil is just a blast uh, to work with and really knows his stuff. Um, Neil was crew chiefing Caleb as part of the um Big picture, the the uh, seven and Y car for Tommy Baldwin Racing is who they are tied with, and Caleb shows up at the track on Friday for practice and crashes the car, takes the entire back end off the car. So they go back to the shop, and within about four hours, Neil has the entire car stripped, fixes the chassis, puts all the, the, the pieces back together and has it ready to go. They take it to the track the next day on uh, for race day. Sorry, this happened on Saturday. They take the car to the track for race day 
And uh, Caleb Hetty went out and got himself a nice top five finish. It was a great run for a young rookie that really um, deserved it and, and really did a good job to earn it. Um, very happy to see uh, uh, Caleb get a shot, too. He's a very talented racer. So uh, the Modifieds got off to a good start on Sunday at um, the Caraway Speedway. We'll tell you a little bit more later on about some of their other divisions that uh, – that ran, but uh, the modified win again going to Money Matt Hirschman. You can go to the Smart Modified Tours Facebook page for all the rest of the info on the race if you would like. But uh, a great, great uh, job for all those guys. Race went uh, very well and was very competitive. So, um, good start to the season and a good comeback, I'd say, for the Smart Modified Tour. Okay, so with that being said, let's talk a little bit about the Carolina pro late model race before Keith gets here. And then we'll kind of continue into the second segment. So um, again, on Saturday, Hickory motor speedway, not the, their season opener, but it was the first show of the year for the Carolina pro late model series. And the first show ever for the new Carolina crate modified series, which is a 602 modified series that Keith Graham really wanted to, um, to to incorporate into his shows. Now, there are, I think, two shows during the season where the late models are going without the modifieds. But for the most part, um, when you see one or you see the other, you see them both. They're, they're, they're companions. Um, and so the, the modified division was a little bit light. I think there were a number of guys, it seemed, that were kind of, they didn't want to be, first to the dance floor, you know, they, there've been a couple of other series that have tried running them. And, you know, I think the, the experience hasn't necessarily been that great for the drivers and teams. So they were a little gun shy, I think, but um, overwhelming response from the guys that were there was that uh, it went very well. Everybody was happy. Um, <laughs> Peter, Kevin Orlando was especially happy. It was almost <laughs> as if, he brought an AK-47 to a kitchen knife fight. He started at the back of the field and um, got to second, I think, uh, before we even could say green flag, and then just played a real patience game and, and ended up taking the lead and just running away with it. But um, but the guys put on a good, clean show for the first time out. They did. All 62 laps were run pretty clean. And like you said, Kevin Orlando got to second pretty quickly, and I think it was lap 40 or so before he finally took the lead. Really makes you wonder, if he had started on pole or even on the front row, could he have lapped the field? He was that fast on Saturday night at Hickory. Just really a great opening round for the Pro Crate Modified Series. Dean Lauder in second and Lee Jeffries in third. So there were some... Uh, stacked talent in this field. Three veterans for sure, Noah. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I think it was it made what made it fun to watch was that Kevin didn't just drive right by mm-hmm. louder. He he really kind of played a patience game and almost I felt like almost just worried him to death until yeah. you know finally that he slid up a little bit and Kevin said pass you very much and went on and <laughs> and just uh, checked out at that point. Yeah, Kevin, he was uh, he, he played a really good race, really good strategy. Like you said, um, a lot of these guys feeling out the brand new series. And uh, and Kevin jumped right up there and got, you know, we saw Dean lead 
a good portion of that first maybe what 20 or so laps and I, actually i think it was lap 40 that uh if i'm remembering correctly that yeah, kevin made the move yep. um but he stayed right there glued to the back of dean louder like hey bud i'm here yeah. you know don't don't forget me um and that's what you got to do i mean that's that's the best way of doing it without knocking a guy out of the way and he waited and he and he searched for lines and i think kevin ended up making the pass around the outside i mean he was he was running different lanes and and uh and doing some things if not the outside for the lead he definitely did for some other positions further yeah. back so a uh, really strong drive for sure well yeah i mean and, and again i think kevin knew he had the fastest car yeah but it it's just pretty to watch somebody exercise yeah. that much patience you know, you just, it's kind of, you, you just know that they're just sitting there. They're just waiting for the right opportunity. They're very confident. And that's really what, what struck me about Kevin's drive in that race. Because, again, he got the second in five or six laps. Yeah. You know, um, and, and we thought, oh, no, this is going to be, you know, a, a gully washer, as Keith Jackson used to say about West Coast football games that got out of control. Um and, uh, you know, we, we, we thought it was going to be just a and, – and, again, it made it interesting to kind of watch that cat-mouse game that was mm. going on. You know, the cat watched the mouse for just so long and then said, okay, now it's time to eat you. And that's yeah, what he did. That's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, we, we thank Kevin for that because he gave us plenty to talk about riding, you know, the rear bumper of Dean for so long. And then once he got out front, he shot away. I mean, it was, it was, it was lights out almost. Um, but – yeah, great. And, and then we, we even saw Lee Jeffries making some great moves, getting his himself into the he third did. spot. Uh, maybe with a caution, he could have given some, but I don't know. Kevin Kevin, Kevin really had a, a great car. Yeah, I mean, it was it, that was one of those races where, again, it, it only takes two cars hmm. to, to have a good race. I mean, yeah. if you get two cars that are really hooked up, you know, the, if the other ones are all spread out, it doesn't matter. And I think that, it, despite the fact that, you know, there were only so few cars. They were like nine, I think, that started. But despite that fact, yeah. it was it was uh, it was really an interesting race for the lead most of the event because you were just waiting to see how moved. Kevin and and mm-hmm. then whether Dean was doing just enough to keep the lead and would he, yeah. you know, well, would he stretch it out? And so. he said in his post race interview to Peter that he wasn't even looking in his mirror. I mean, he was no. listening to the spotter yeah. and driving what he could. But he knew he couldn't block more than he could handle. He knew yeah. whenever Kevin made the move, if he couldn't tolerate blocking him or, or keeping him back, then he was just going to have to let him go. Well, yeah, the last thing you would have wanted is to, to wreck both oh, of yeah. them. Oh, yeah, both, to, both of our know, front Especially yeah. in the first race exactly. of the year. Yeah. You just you don't want to start out that way. So it was really a, a, a good run for those guys. I thought they all did a good job. Um, and as you said, uh, Dean Lauder finishing in second, Jeffries in third, and um, again, some good performances really all the way through that and, and uh, some good veterans uh, leading the charge up front. I think that uh, we're probably going to eke up from what I'm hearing. We should be closer to about 15 or so for wow. Tri-County, in a, which comes up in a couple of weeks. Um, so that should be an interesting show. Now, um, the Carolina Pro Late Model Series was the big show of the night. The Modifieds, by the way, 62 laps, um, which, again, I think once you get more cars in the field, that's going to make just the right distance mm-hmm. for those guys. Um, the Carolina Pro Late Model Series ran a 100-lap race, and they actually had their biggest car count ever. This is a second-year series, 29 cars, um, and... Some real diversity. Um, 
you had drivers from New England. You had two from New England. You had one from Kentucky. You had one from Texas, one from Arizona, one from Minnesota, one from Kansas, and a whole bunch from throughout North Carolina. So there were some real uh, – a lot of drivers came from a long way to take part. And uh, so we're going to talk – get into that conversation about that big race, which ended with a local guy winning. And we'll do that all when League Lap continues right after these words. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Well, that gives us a little bit of a segue to be able to uh, mention that Jesse ended up uh, being crowned the winner of the overall Winter Heat Pro Series Legends 
uh, car uh, series for for the winner uh, yesterday, driving for Joe Ryan in the uh, also a fifth 97. place at Phoenix with and, BMR. Yeah, he did. He mm-hmm. scored a fifth place finish at uh, Phoenix with uh, Bill McAnally Racing as well in the Arca West race. So um, he's had a, Andy won uh, the previous week in the um, in the TC America Series. First time ever getting into one of those cars on a road course. So uh, he won both shows. Sonoma at that, which is yeah. really tricky. Ooh, yeah, wow. so. Jesse's been on a, a bit of a weeks, hot streak. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's been on a bit of a streak. Okay, welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Uh, we have Keith Graham, the founder and proprietor, and I shouldn't call you the owner because we all know uh, you're married, so what's, what's yours is hers, so that Wendy Graham is the owner and you're just the promoter. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so we got that right. Uh, but uh, you guys, uh, obviously, it's your opener Saturday night at Hickory. We're all there, and uh, we had, we had a, a blast calling it. We talked a little bit about the uh, Carolina Crate Modified debut um, in the uh, first segment. We'll revisit it later so you can add your uh, thoughts to the discussion, Keith. But uh, we'll start with the late model event. We I mentioned before, as we were going into the break, uh, the diversity of where drivers came from. I mean, it's not very often that you go to Hickory and you've got two drivers from New England, one from Kentucky, one from Kansas, one from Arizona, one from Texas, one from Alabama, and one from Kansas, all in the same division, plus a bunch of the locals. That says a lot, I think, for uh, what you're doing with your series that people will come from so far. And I already saw one of them today, Bryce Carver from Madison, Alabama, saying, uh, Thank you for doing what you're doing with the series, and that he looks forward to the rest of the races. Uh, yeah, I've received a bunch of phone calls today, the last couple of days, actually. I think it was today, Monday. Yeah, I lost track of them <laughs> all day. Uh, but uh, yeah, a bunch of phone calls and a, a bunch of com- good comments on Facebook and uh, all our social medias. They've it's it's been excellent, uh, beyond excited to hear from those guys, and, and glad to know that they're they're happy with what we're doing. Well, uh, 29 cars, uh, a an excellent field for the first one, and you had, uh, I think, three or four drivers, 14 years old. Uh, the winner, incidentally, was a 16-year-old named Nick Loden, who everybody locally here by now knows, uh, second-generation driver, son of three-time consecutive track champion at Hickory Andy. Um, Nick uh, had a great year last year in the series, but... Uh, uh, Carson Quapple won most of the races, so Nick had to, was playing for second a lot of the time, but he, he was having none of that on Saturday night. I think he was actually the fastest car. Um, you know, I think he was laying back. He told me he was anyway, and I think he was laying back a little bit in the beginning. Caden uh, Quapple took off and led the first 25, but once we started getting cautions and Nick decided it was time to go, he just asserted himself and went. Oh yeah, well he uh, he earned the fastest lap of the race award. Oh, he we did Not figure surprising. all that out. So he had the fastest lap of the race award, and yeah, Quapple uh, had a good car at the beginning. Uh, unfortunately, they had some uh, mechanical failures that put him a lap down, and and uh, I think it would have been a good race if we, uh, some circumstances if they would have been able to get up there and run together, which I hope we see later in the year. Uh, but other than that, uh, Nick did a fantastic job, and there's no doubt that his car was a rocket ship. This could have been a Richard Petty memorial, not memorial, (laughs) Eh. there, Richard Petty tribute race is what I was trying to get to, um, because you had three 43 cars in the same division. um, All ran well. Yeah, all ran well. Any chance we ever have of getting Richard Petty on the show. (laughs) He's he's gone. You never. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
Moving right along. Um, <laughs> next, uh, but Nick Lowden obviously won of the 43s. He got the win. Young William Sawalich, one of the drivers who is not from the local area. William actually is from Eden Prairie, Minnesota. It was driving for uh, Dennis Setzer and uh, the Setzer Racing Development Entry, just 14 years old. That kid drove first late model race ever. Kid drove like he's been doing it for 20 years, earned a top five finish, ran, um, you know, ran right up there, second, third, fourth, the entire race, Keith. I mean, again, a young driver who's going to be, I think, one to watch in your series all year. Um, I was not expecting him to come out that strongly out of the quarter midget division, and, and he just ran like he'd been doing a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, Setzer, uh, they've been working with him a lot so and getting him a lot of seat time, getting him prepared for this deal. And, it showed. Uh, and it, it did showed a lot. He he was uh, very impressive. There was no doubt about that. Devin O'Connell was the other uh, yeah. uh, 43. Of course, threw a one in front of it, made it the 143 out of New England. And Devin had a third place last year at Dillon. And he started out this year with a third place at Hickory. Mm-hmm. And it's the only race he's going to run. He and Nick, uh, he and uh, Kyle D'Souza uh, out of New England were both down and used uh, your race as a test for the Easter Bunny Pass race um, that uh, will be going on um, in, uh, well, I think just about a month um, is when Easter is. Yep. And um, back at Hickory. So they basically used it for track time. And both of them ended up with podium finishes yeah. in the end. Oh yeah, they did fantastic. Uh, Kyle was super happy with his run, and uh, and seeing Devin get another third place finish, I'd love to have them guys back. Which I know Devin is unfortunately he's got a lot going on yeah. back home, but uh, Kyle says he's coming back, and I oh, believe good. I believe he'll be running uh, the March twenty seventh event at Tri County. Oh good, yeah. good. Glad so they, that's what he glad that's what he told that. me. Good. So. That's uh, that's a big deal. I mean, you had uh, again a, a great field. Uh, just talking about some of the other. Uh, drivers from afar. We mentioned Bryce Cover earlier uh, running for uh, DLP Motorsports in the 81 car. Uh, he's from Madison, Alabama. You had Nathan Bird from Goodyear, Arizona with Rick Ware. Um, and uh, who else do we have here? We had uh, Tim Hollis, who's a veteran driver, came all the way from Kentucky with Lee Falk and had a, a top five run. I mean, again, some of these kids, Jessica. Holiday from uh, Kansas with Joey Gase Racing and Prospect Motorsports. Um, just some some drivers who, you know, came from a long way to, to run and um, really added some spice to the opening round. Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, speaking of Nathan, uh, Nathan Beard, that was his first race in a full-fendered race car in his whole career. Yeah, he was an open-wheel racer. Yeah, Nathan, yes. Nathan Bird. He's yeah. part of the uh, Bird family, I think. That's tied into uh, the IndyCar with Rick Ware. And, yeah, and, yes, uh, yeah, yes, he is. Jonathan Bird family. Yeah, yeah, Bird. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's, so, a, he's a good kid. Super. I've talked. May had numerous conversations with him. With all of them, it's very difficult. Which you've been at the racetrack and seen how many laps I make around that place. But <laughs> and I try to speak yeah. with everybody because I believe I cover as many laps as they do in the race. <laughs> you know. Well, so. it's. Uh, I mean, overall. Good, good performance. I mean, good. Are you happy? What are you, what are yeah, you yeah. I mean, obviously, there's some, some still, some critiquing or some fine tuning that the, as the series needs to do, and the way we work with our racetracks, or the hosting racetracks. There's things that that we could work on a little bit better. And there's some things that are, that we are. Um, we're going to try to fine tune a few things because we obviously, obviously, if you guys, you were there. We had a lot of caution laps that were, were unnecessary, and. Um, it, we just got to tighten up the program. 
Well, yeah. it's uh, the first show of the year, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and uh, things are going to happen. So um, overall, I think it went very well. What are you looking forward to as far as Tri-County? What can we expect? Uh, obviously a different venue and um, kind of more of of your show. Um, talk a little bit about what uh, is going to be going on at Tri-County. Well, I expect just as many cars. And uh, with the okay. w- with the with the phone calls that I've gotten, there's a good chance there may even be more. Wow! You know, really? Because I received uh, four or five phone calls today saying they're coming. You know, it's so. a weak bell. Yeah, <laughs> something's <laughs> wrong with our bell. Our bell is dingy. And our buzzer earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. So well, the, the buzzer's still take, working. Take the cord off yeah, of it. The bell there. is. Oh, there, that's there, what yeah. it is. There. See, so yeah. I got a technical issue with the bell. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, and so I've been, been on the phone. Operator. Yeah, been on the phone. The dingy trying to operate. Tri-County today, we've had some numerous conversations back and forth, so we're fired up about it. They repaved turn, I believe, one and two, you know, and they were out putting the lime on it today, getting it more conditioned, and mm-hmm. and uh, they're really working. They're really – that place, I'm, I can't wait to go because they've really put a facelift on that place, and I'm looking forward to it. And I don't think I would necessarily, you know, put a lot of cautions on the drivers. I think I would wait till Tri-County because Hickory is really rough on race cars there. It's, yeah. a, it's a tough track to race. So. Uh, the cautions, really, it really, to me, me watching the race, it really wasn't the, the drivers in general. It was just the circumstances. I mean, yeah. I will put some on the drivers because you would think that some of them would know where they're at yeah. when the caution <laughs> and know comes out. know enough to lift yeah. when you go into a corner. Well, know where they're lifted, know where they're, what car they were behind when they were running. You know, because that was some of the the delays where it was just trying to get everybody mm-hmm. back in line and where yeah. they need to be. Well, you know. but, you know, I mean, you you will take what you're given, and some of them, I think, try oh, to. Yeah. And not just in your series. happens all racing. When you don't, if you don't mm-hmm. watch these guys in the cautions, they'll sneak spots or try to. You know, so you you just gotta just gotta be careful with that. But yeah, you'll be you'll be fine. I mean, it, it was a it was a good first effort. You guys got any uh, questions? Uh, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna give an observation over the whole uh, the whole event. I mean, it, between drivers and and everybody coordinating it, it seemed like we, you know, even when we had a couple issues where guys were having to get relined up, all the all the folks down on the flag stand and on the front stretch, getting everybody back in line and getting us back to racing, it certainly gave us a lot of time at some points to talk about a few guys, <laughs> yeah, highlight dude. a few guys, which was really good for us. Yeah. Um, but all together, a great show, you know, it was Hickory, so it's going to give a good show, I think. But, um, but especially when we saw that long run toward the end, yep. we saw a lot of guys being able to methodically work their way back up. Kyle D'Souza being one. I mean, we highlighted him and, yeah. and, and noticed how he was coming through the field. Every time we'd get a little bit of a longer run, he'd make some more passes and more passes and eventually got up to that spot where he, uh, the second place finish. So, um, so yeah, I mean, overall it had a little bit of everything in it, I think. Yeah. Next week, uh, next Monday night, we will have Jarek Johnson, who raced in uh, this event, on the program. He will be in studio with us, the POW MIA Freedom Car driver, sponsored by MyComputerCareer.edu, one of our sponsors as well for our show. And uh, the winner, Nick Loden, will be calling in. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about Nick when we come back around the turn, because uh, we, we, we had a little something to tease Nick about after the race. So we'll tell you about that right after this. Be back with more. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. 
Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lab, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Now, here's the deal. If you want or need a new trailer or a good used trailer for any application, doesn't have to be motorsports, if you're hauling a horse or a cow, uh, in fact, if you're hauling a cow, don't even call Chris Hedinger. Call me or reach out to me. I'll give you Katie Hedinger's phone number because she was obsessed with uh, uh, designing trailers for cows over the winter. That's what she did. Um, but uh, you can, uh, again, a, a hauler for construction, anything. It doesn't uh, matter what you're trying to haul. Victory Custom Trailers has something for you for that. And if they don't have what you want in stock, they will design it for you. Or you can go to their website at victorycustomtrailers.com. And you can design it yourself. There's a button right up top. That's how confident they are um, in what they can build. They let you design your own trailer to your own specs, and they will build it for you. And it will be awesome because their uh, craftsmanship is top-notch. And they they carry all the top brands. Uh, So, again, 
Um, give them a call. Go to the website, victorycustomtrailers.com. Katie Hedinger, oh, by the way, made her debut in the Carolina Pro Late Model Series race on Saturday and finished uh, eighth. It was a good run for her. Um, she's going to be also running a few more of those races and running um, some races around the Carolinas throughout the season this year. So, uh, oh, that's the other thing with uh, Victory Custom, too. doesn't matter where you're located anywhere in the continental U.S. In fact, they just shipped one to Russia not long ago. So um, just uh, give them... Give them a holler on their uh, website or uh, go to the website, get the phone number and call them and they will get it to you wherever you are. Okay. Uh, Keith Graham is with us from the Carolina Pro Late Model Series, the Carolina Crate Modified Series. Um, Keith, uh, you changed a few things over the winter uh, and I wanted to kind of get everybody caught up because we had you on a few times last year uh, talking about the rules and specifically, I think the motor rules were, were big key in my in my mind, I think the motor rules um, definitely made this year interesting, and I think that um, the, um, the 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 motor rules that you had last year that allowed the Ford spec motor was I think it's, I, I don't think it's any secret that's what uh, the Quapples were running in the thirty five car, and I don't want to say that it was that motor that was the only difference because there's a number of ingredients that go into winning races. Carson's a great driver; they did a lot of testing. They they've got a great setup, um, but uh, you made a few changes in the motor department for this year. What did you change? Uh, start off, well, I made a few changes there in between. I made some changes that were probably a little too quick, just with all the data I was trying to absorb, which is pretty pretty crazy when you listen to 3,000 people talk to you about rules and it just blows your mind but uh, I changed uh, I started out with putting a smaller carburetor on that Ford combination engine okay um, which was a 450 I put a 450 on it Uh, we did some testing with it put it on the dyno it didn't run very well so we decided to I went back with the 500 Okay, but putting the 500 back on it, I added, I bolted 50 pounds onto the Fords. Aha, so you, know, you added weight to so it. So I added weight to the Fords. And, um, great which, equalizer. Weight's the great equalizer. Somewhat, somewhat. There was still, obviously, there's a, been always a belly aching. You know, well, you're never, you're never going to satisfy all the drivers. <laughs> no, um, no, it's not. And, of course, again, <laughs> for full disclosure, um, <laughs> Travis Quapple just went out and put a 602 crate in it, and it went out and ran just as fast. I mean, it's, but I think I, it did appear that there were a, a, a good number of fast horses on Saturday, and certainly Nick Loden was quick, and, and I think he had every measure of the 35 car. Um, and, I, and I wanted to talk about him for a second because he won the race. And when I finally made it back over after all the races were over, um, got back down out of the tower and went, got back to the pit to congratulate him on the win, um, I wanted to have him on the show the, uh, tonight as a, a call-in. And uh, <laughs> I said, you need to be on the show on Monday night. You need to call in. He said, I'm going to Disney World. I said, you're what? He said, I'm going to Disney World. I said, who do you think you are, Tom Brady? Oh, yeah. It's like you won a <laughs> yeah. Carolina Pro Race, not the Super Bowl. It's like, like right. going to <laughs> Disney World. Like, I can't imagine what the kid's going to do if he ever wins a late model stock race. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how you get. That's a trip to Universal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, That's right. It's unbelievable. Right. But anyways, he's going to be on. He'll call in next Monday night, and we'll tease him a little and have some fun with him. He comes from a great family. So uh, Jarek Johnson will be in. And uh, listen, if, 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 if I don't usually 
uh, beg for you to listen to a show that I do. But if there's one that I want to do that for, it's next Monday. And it's not because of me. Jarek does some amazing work with uh, POWMIA, military, all of that. Um, and I want you to hear his story about how he and Team Johnson Motorsports kind of uh, work with all of that. And my computer career helps as well. They've done a lot of really nice work, and it's 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 going to be a great interview with him. So I'm excited about that. Let's get back to the tech talk, though. Um, so the motor rules basically for, for you have changed a little bit this year. Um, what else is different well, I started bringing. I started uh, requesting at the beginning. I was making everybody come dyno my engine or dyno their engine, so I could get baseline numbers off of everyone that was running with us. But that was a little difficult with, for instance, Kyle and Devin and those guys. So I started recognizing <laughs> outside seals. But I did get a, a lot of motors from the local area that came in and dynoed for us and let me put the Carolina Pro Late Mile seal on it. Because the biggest thing is I'm just trying to equalize everybody yeah. and taking uh, the money always, which would mean you've talked about many times, is just trying to cut the budget back a little bit and trying to keep let the big teams, be the small teams, be able to compete with the big teams when they're running the same engine package. So w- right now you've still got the 602, the 603, the 604, and the Ford. They're all still legal, correct? Correct. correct. Okay. But they, the, 603, the 604 – the six, the four, the four twenty fives, and the four end combinations are all bolted on more weight. You know, uh, if unless they want to run the four fifty, they want to run the four fifty, they can take that fifty pounds off. But uh, majority of them choose not to. Yeah, I was going to say it's easier to add the weight than it and, is to deal with the carburetor change. And even with the upgrade, the upgraded Chevrolet engine, I add fifty pounds to it. You know, because that's a stout engine when we run it on the. Dyno. Which one is that? It's a 604. That's 604, that's okay. upgraded. You okay. Know, small balancer, cam, lifters, rockers. It, it adds a considerable amount of horsepower just with the, the upgrades. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's kind of a – it's kind, again, it's kind of a cops and robbers kind of deal for you, isn't it? Because you you run a season and you kind of have, okay, I need to do this, this, and this with the motors, but then the motor – manufacturers make little changes or they allow something different and then you have to go back and get well uh, that wasn't what i was planning to do right i mean yeah it is they upgrade their but now you're you know you're chasing the upgrade yeah and that's where we'll come 2022 i can go ahead i mean i've been telling my guys since i started working last year excuse me that uh Come 2022, we're going to be 602 box stocks and 604 box stocks only. The 425s, the 347s, wow. and the 604 upgrades will no longer be in our series. Interesting. It'll just be 602, 602 box stocks and 604 box stocks only. Okay, and will there be just kind of one motor carburetor combination, blah, 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 with those, each of those two, and that's it? If yeah, everybody... it'll, it'll be still two different carburetors because that 602 is still a steel-headed motor. It's, well, right, but yeah. but whatever pe- whatever you put together with each of those two motors, everybody's going to have to. It's not, well, my engine manufacturer likes me to do it this way, and that way you're not going to kind of allow any funny business. It's all going to be either a 602 package or a 604 package, box stock, but you're not going to allow any tweaking on the the motors or carbs, right? Everybody's going to be the same thing. Box stock. Now they if they there's a possibility I may allow them fresh enough, but they can, they're going to have to come across my dyno. Okay. 
No yeah. ifs, ands, or buts. If they don't, if they're unsealed, then I'll bolt 150 pounds on them if they want to come around. It's a challenge when you're trying to do an economical series in this day and age, mm-hmm. isn't it? I mean, it's just you know, obviously back in the day when everybody just sort of went to the junkyard and got a, a motor or whatever and put something together, um, you know, was one thing. But now the way technology is. You know, a motor builder from one motor builder to the other, depending on how much money you want to spend, you can turn a crate motor into basically a built motor in a heartbeat. Correct. Oh, yeah. It's, and, and obviously with some of the dyno engines I've seen this this off season, I've seen the build engines. I've seen some of these build engines that came in. And the ones that are built that came in or are running with us, or technically they fall under the 347 mark, the 347 Ford. But they did come get dynoed by me, and they – I sealed them and I added weight to them accordingly. Okay, you know, so they're they're equal. I mean, because I've already had some people calling, well, this guy's got this, this guy's got that. <laughs> it doesn't. I, I, they're the ones they're talking about. They dyno, they're sealed. I bolted weight on them, you know. So now somebody was talking about at the track that you know why doesn't he just equalize them with um, with the chip with the rev limiter. Um, I would think that gets kind of puckish trying to do that with multiple motor combinations. How? Well, what do we think? Uh, well, that's why if you the rule book just now is all the cars are chipped at sixty two hundred. Oh, okay. Every so you've last got one. one okay, them. so you didn't change it. You just went one straight across the board. I went one chip board. all the way okay. across the board. Yeah, that's. You know. I would think that's a a, a better way to do it because that would be awfully hard to have different rev limit mm-hmm. different chips for different motor combinations for you to be policing and that's what i did last year it was a little difficult oh, and, and okay. they had different chips for different combinations and that's what we decided to do to go 6200 i went out and bought some tech tools i can plug in any box out there and tell if they're bypassing the chip or whatever they're doing ah. and i'll i i'll take them out i'll take their ignition boxes out of that them. one you know, so I've got the tools. I'm slowly growing the tools I need and the people I need to. I had a guy there this weekend that was, he was absolutely awesome. He's got a notepad that thick of some of the stuff that we have to correct. In some of these cars. <laughs> so folks are going to be getting some notes. Uh, yeah, we're going to send out a group memo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not naming out anybody. We're just going to say, this is what we found, guys. Fix it. That's uh, that's kind of like the way the Homeowner Association would do it in your housing community. <laughs> we're going to yeah. talk more with Keith Graham here about uh, the Carolina Pro Late Model Series uh, as Lead lap continues again next week. We'll have Jarek Johnson in here and uh, Nick Loden on the phone. So next week's show already set. So uh, we're going to have some fun here as we continue with more of Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers right after we do a little business with you. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. 
if you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Spencer Boyd, also an up-and-coming guest on uh, the Wee Lap Show. We'll get him scheduled, hopefully, for sometime in the month of April to be on the program. Uh, always a fun guest, racing for Tyler Young in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. I am so impressed that I haven't messed that up yet this year that I know of because <laughs> um, it became the Gander Outdoors, the NGOTS. Mm-hmm. Gander and, RV. And then, well, well it was, was, no, no, it was NGOTS first, yes. Right. Then it was NGOTS. Yeah. Yes. And, and now I think it's, you're having more trouble saying what it was until – well, because it got well, that's that was why we're my thankful point. that we're back to yeah. the yeah. <laughs> that was my whole point is it got so confusing to yeah. try and say it was a mouthful. It was the gander outdoors. Then they made it gander in RV. Yeah, don't try to hashtag. Marcus yeah, was like, agree. "This isn't worth it. They're not saying yeah. it right." We <laughs> Thank, goodness. Thank goodness. Well, he just got sick of the uh, the goofy hashtag uh, acronyms, I yeah. think, and and decided to. Uh, to make it Camping World again, but uh, we're, we're, we're thankful that we're back to Camping World Truck Series. Nothing against Gander Outdoors. Uh, but anyways, Keith Graham with us, and uh, again, continuing to talk about uh, the Carolina Pro Weight Model Series. Um, it, it seemed like, obviously, the, the, the um, 
amount of drivers that were positive about the series outweighed the negative. You're always going to have some of that, but overall, with we talked about the few things that maybe you'd like to fix, but you had to be really excited with 29 cars showing up on opening day. Yeah, oh, nervously excited, just like I am at every race. <laughs> just like when I was driving, I'd get the same way, just nervously excited, ready to just yeah. get it going. Because when I'm at the racetrack, I feel like I'm at my home element. And I can I, give you a bell for that too, because I think we all share yeah, that. Yeah, Every one know, of us here in the studio right now. Because again, once I, once I get there, I unload my trailer. Then it's my day starts. Yep. And I'm just I just start making laps and shaking hands and doing whatever thing I need to do to promote this gig. What is a day yeah. in the life for you at the racetrack? What 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 is your routine? Uh, well, I start out by walking around and just greeting everybody and thanking them for coming. And uh, if I've made any kind of uh, day before changes or anything let them know schedule changes and i try to let them know personally hey we're yeah. going to do this at this time and i try to do that with each and every one of them face nice. I, I try to get as much face time with each and every one of my teams as many times as i can all day long i would love to just take a camera and follow him for a day and just and just <laughs> he get... would wear you slap out well look i mean we got <laughs> bring, our... bring it don't sing it yeah, yeah. yeah. come on we just, got... just see what it's like to be in, you know a day in the life we got our chance at that this weekend. I mean, you, you made your rounds to us uh, yeah. a couple times, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but come on. I'd love for you to do it. Just like I said, bring your walking shoes. <laughs> and, well, uh, yeah, don't, don't, do, don't pull a Tom Baker. <laughs> no, I, br- I broke in a pair of I heard of it the whole way up here. Oh, my God. Not a day for breaking in shoes. My back is still creaking. Bring your walking shoes and make sure you bring. good. Don't plug us in live from whatever. Don't do it live. There might be some Mature audience Yes, Yeah, mature audience language. Which you know, because uh, because like I was telling, I talked to Tom earlier. I've got you know Hickory Motor Speedway in one ear, and then my mm-hmm. staff in one ear, and then at times they're both going at the same time. And I, <laughs> see, I couldn't do that. That's why I could never spot at, at a high level in NASCAR because you have to have like three different th- radio, you know, communications. I've things gotten so to... used to it on Sundays, oh. covering races, officials in one ear, drivers in the oh. other. No, I can't. My brain doesn't split that way. I'd have I'd have such a headache. Under caution is the worst part because they're all talking over each other. Everybody's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, but you you are a very kind of um, hands on promoter. You're not one of these promoters that stays in the shadows and lets everybody else do the work. You're you're very involved. You're upfront. You don't shirk from anything. If you make a call. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, whenever you make a call that that, you know, a black flag or at Saturday night, you had the, the deal of the 35 where you put them a lap down for stopping on the track um, and another lap down for working, working on the, the car under the red flag. I mean, again, you're never going to win. Whenever you make a call like that, somebody's going to be mad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you're never you've never been afraid of that. You've always you know been able to. And that that's a credit because not all promoters are very good at that. Well, that's and that's what I've struggled with during the off season. Just besides with the rule package I was working on, that kind of stuff. Because beyond me being a promoter, I'm friends with a lot of these guys too. Actually, yeah. and, you know, and that's the first the, mistake. I've got to draw that line. Well, yeah. I, I told them. I told them in another meeting we had that we're. I'll be your friends all day long. We're at yeah. it, not at the racetrack. Yeah, we can go. Yep, have an adult beverage or whatever mm-hmm. and hang out. But when we're at the racetrack. Well, that's a mixture. We're going to have a motor. Yeah, yeah. yeah Being able to draw that line through the sand and say, "Look," and I'm still learning this is that. business over here. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's harder for you even because you were a racer too. Yeah. So like you can you know both sides. It's it's hard to walk that line. But mm-hmm. when you're 
when you're the promoter or the race director at the racetrack, they have to just be car numbers. Yeah. You know, we can be friends later or you can yell at me or whatever, but, you know, I've got to do what I've got to do to make this as, you know, as right for anybody as possible. And and I guess since I kind of opened the door with the 35 car, uh, we could talk a little bit about that because I think I think it's an interesting discussion. The the first part of it, I don't think anybody disputes really. You put them a lap down for stopping on the track, which I think most people would agree is a is a good idea, um, because that's just I I always said I would just black flag them and just park them because I can't stand when somebody stinks up my show by bringing out a caution intentionally, but um, putting a lap down is a good rule. I think where people had the issue, mostly them, <laughs> probably some people had the issue with with the 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 penalty for working on the car under the red flag because it wasn't in the rule book. Um, now I, you talked to me earlier about this and, and said, well, I've done that before I had precedent for it. I just haven't put it in print. Um, talk a little bit about walk us through that situation that happened so we can just kind of get it out there for everybody from you. Well, again, starting, you start now when they stopped on the racetrack immediately. I mean, it was, they're going to lap down, Yep. you know, unless he had to get, well, I'm not, I'm, unless something else happened. Was he fired up and rolled off the track, uh, racetrack under his own power? He went a lap down. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And then uh, they were, uh, of course, the red flag came out and they continued to work. And we asked him to stop working. And again, and, and that's where, where there were some discrepancies during the conversation with Hickory Motor Speedway and the Carolina Pro Late Model officials because there was, I was told they were still working on it. I, I was told they were, they stopped when they were asked to stop. You know, but there was conflicting deals, so I was torn there. And so, but when I was asked, when I was told they were still working on it underneath the red flag, they meant immediately another lap down, right then and there. And then I have, uh, again, the precedent. We, the precedent we talked about earlier last year. Once you went more than two laps down, or more than one lap down, I quit putting you in for the lucky dog. You know, it was okay. That, that so was it. once you were beyond the lap down, you could not get a lucky dog. Which again, for those of you who don't know, that lets you get a lap back, and and so again would have helped him to start accumulating laps. And the way that you do that is by being the first car one lap down. Mm-hmm. But once you're two, then you just stop allowing the lucky dog. And in his case, you would have said, "Well, both of your laps were for penalties." Correct. You know, and so. I'm not giving you a lucky dog privilege. No, and, and and there was conversation going on once the green came back out. And with There was conversation going on back on with my officials, Hickory officials, and we were trying to work it out. Okay. And I made the decision at that point, you know, because I was going to go with my officials. And my officials said they stopped when they were asked to stop. Okay. Okay. So at that point, I contacted the – race control which is hickory right. motor speedway and said i want to let them have their lap back and they'll be one lap down and that would give them the opportunity to get the lucky, dog, the lucky dog yeah at that point but there were some issues there too and we were, were not able to pull that off but for clarification they were asked they were briefed to stop right they they yeah, were asked to they stop. were asked to stop so that communication was clear and i think we did highlight a point actually from the broadcast booth on on curiosity on if they were still working because they were we saw them obviously looking you can look during red flag trying to figure (laughs) out a plan (laughs) but we were even talking about you know are they still working down there what are they looking at so 
you know, yeah, and I and college, I did, did stop. For, I did for, remember. I, I mentioned this to you when we talked, but I did remember that on the broadcast, I questioned whether there was a rule about that. Right. But of course, not knowing, you know, you just kind of went with it. Um, and so, at any rate, um, you, you know, there were obviously they were a little disappointed that they didn't get a chance to make up their time and whatever. But in the end, the car wasn't uh, right yeah. from the time that it broke, anyway. So I'm not sure how far they would have gone. Uh, I, I, no, me either. And again, that's before we go back to uh, Tri County or when we go to Tri County. Those types of situations that we all just discussed will be in big bold print. <laughs> yeah, you got to go. put it in about twenty. Send it to the group memo, yeah. right? Send it yeah. to the group memo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's just again, it it uh, I, these guys in the heat of battle, especially, you know, they expect perfection. You know, yes. you're supposed to be perfect. Well, th- they don't have to, but you're supposed to. And yeah. it just doesn't work that way. And I wanted to point out that all of that happened within the span of a couple of short laps, probably, with all yeah. the conversation. Well, you're trying to speaking, speak, you know, yeah. Yeah. There's a like lot I of said, things that go on in your headset, yes. and you're just trying to keep your eyes straight. <laughs> Not yeah, to got, mention, I'm in the spotter's tower. It's too, the voices so in his head. Going, right. Hey, man, what's going uh-huh. on? What's going on? Not to happening. mention all the other things that are going on on the racetrack, yeah. trying to get everybody yeah. back in order and, and all that. So that's a lot to put on. And I'm trying to stand up there and, and actually enjoy the race. I want yeah, to watch yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, of course yeah, you want I'm to try to. That's the hard part is yeah. when you're you're involved, you can't really just it, and that's I've been in your shoes and 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 it you you either have to be a fan or you have to be a an official. You can't really be both. You yeah. got to just and that's what's hard because that's the beauty of our job. You know, well, <laughs> yeah. that's right. That's why we hold the microphones and leave the officiating to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been there and and was there for many years in different series and divisions. And I know a couple of series that'll pipe the race control into the broadcast. And man, that gets hairy sometimes. Oh boy. That's why no, I said I want. We, we yeah, we talked about that and having somebody in the booth with us just to uh, let us know when things are going on but uh because that i don't want 16 voices in my head while <laughs> we'll i'm get trying the clean to actually cogently talk yeah tom it, you probably already got 16 voices in your head but <laughs> yeah but i don't want anybody else's 16 voices <laughs> i don't want to add to it that's what i'm trying to tell you see now you're getting the picture but, too many already right? Yeah. too many already um but yeah it's i mean it's it's a complex thing trying to put on a show now i want to ask you we've got about two minutes or so i want to ask you about the modified series, and let's revisit that um, quickly. Right. Um, what what was the genesis of that? Why modifieds? Uh, there was just um, uh, obviously same way that the pros started. I was approached saying, "Hey, we'd like to a better a, a better option to go race." Okay, and 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 I said, "Okay, well, because I know how the modifieds are some finicky guys. They are, you know, and talking to a bunch of them." You know, I told him, I said, I'll get it going, but you got to support me, mm-hmm. you know, and so, we had about nine and we had about nine. I told him I needed 15, you know, so I'm still going to give them another couple opportunities to, to bring me enough cars to, to prove to me that they they want to do this. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and that's the same thing. And they, these guys that came, they're all every one of them contacted me today and said how much of a good time they had. They put on well, a good show. I mean, you wouldn't yeah. have known that there were just nine. Yeah, yeah. The field. like we said, it was it was an interesting race watching Kevin Orlando just worry <clears throat> yeah. louder to death. Uh, yeah, yeah. Until he made a mistake, and he finally did. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good mindset to have. You know, let them choose whether the series continues because yep. you know you've already got you know 
one me- one era of 16 voices in your head with the Carolina <laughs> Pro. You don't, you, if, you, if you don't have to deal with, with the, the great modifier, let yeah. them show you that you like, should We'll give you it. a chance, boys. Well, yeah. see, the Carolina Pro voices go away when the modifieds are out there, so you're just replacing the voices. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay, I, I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to, to, to plug the new title sponsor for Carteret County coming up. Uh, uh, we'd like to welcome hometown lenders out of Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, they've come aboard with us for the Carteret Speedway race, which is is going to make a, a purse increase, um, all, all kinds of uh, incentives, yeah. fuel bonuses, hotel vouchers, the whole nine yards. It's, nice. it's going to be the hometown lenders mm. race. That Quickly, weekend. what's the date of that? June 10th. June 10th. Can't wait. That's going to be a great race. And that is it for Lead Lap. We have had a ball here. Thanks to our sponsors, WSIC, and all of you for listening. I'm Tom Baker. Look forward to next week's show. Have a great week. So long. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio, powered by Victory Custom Trailers, the leaders in custom trailer sales and service. Design your own custom trailer at VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.